You're listening to the Fortnite Podcast with your host, Monster Defense and Michael Panda. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, and all other podcast streaming. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. It's your host here, Monster Deface, and of course, joining me today is going to be the big life whip Panda. Panda, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? It's been a, a, a beautiful couple weeks. Uh, I did have a little bit of drama over the weekend, but you know, hey, we're back, and uh, we're back bringing you guys the podcast. Hey, man, sunshines and rainbows. You know the vibes. We're back here. We're bringing it all back. Uh, guys, welcome to episode 133. As always, shout out to you all for tuning in through Spotify, our fastest growing, I guess, platform for our listeners. Welcome aboard, y'all. Wow. And everyone else that listens to all the Apple version, uh, uh, Dash Radio, and just, you know, all the avenues we put out to y'all. Thank you, guys. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for sharing with your peoples. And, of course, bringing it on through. This is the new season. We have a lot to talk about. We're, um, I don't want to say late to the season because I feel like the season is just getting started. Season six is here. Panda, before I give my thoughts and feels, give me your thoughts and feels first. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so season six, obviously, for those of you who are at home, you don't know, maybe you haven't played yet this season. Uh, there is a whirlwind of changes, right? So there's new mechanics in the game like crafting that allow you to upgrade and sidegrade weapons on the fly. So just a really, really cool mechanic there, um, utilizing primal bones or mechanical parts. So you have to find those across the map, whether it's hitting cars for the parts or hitting the bones on the ground and finding the bones. I mean, just craziness. There's so much to even say as far as crafting goes, which in my opinion, crafting, a super cool way to uh, put a, put side grading and upgrading into the game, right? And kind of making it a little bit more effective for players. Then you have some of the other changes, right? So uh, you have the makeshift shotgun, which a brand new shotgun. Um, they did make some updates and we'll talk a little bit about the nerf uh, and, and some updates in, after the first week. But uh, so far, the primal shotgun feels okay. It feels a little underpowered, but uh, I think that's by design. Um, then you have the primal assault rifle, another or another weapon to the game, or the makeshift assault rifle first. Um, that that rifle, I gotta say, it's tough to use when you don't have first shot accuracy, especially when you think from a comp scene. Uh, when you get those extra tags, like there's yep. just there's so many things to the season. I can't every for everybody at home. You just gotta dive in for most it, of the stuff to experience it for real. Literally, literally. And if you haven't played already, absolutely jump in. The recent patch is a big download. It's a beefy one, so make sure you have some time carved out before you jump <laughs> on. But I'm sure a lot of you guys have played that new season, and I think it's safe to say the new season feels like a new type of Fortnite. You just mentioned it. All the crafting, all these new mechanics these new things that you can do in the game has really slowed down the pace of fortnite uh because now you i guess draw spots are more important than ever yeah. landing in these weird spots knowing the map is so so important because you got to play into the vehicles to start upgrading your your kit and whatnot and i think that makes the game very fun i've been having personally a really fun time playing fortnite again i've even jumped on with a little one we've gotten into the arena we've done some cool stuff played some <laughs> some uh you know small third party tournaments with one another no no guys i'm not going to be competing again but you know it's fun it's getting her out there and she's loving the new season i like it because it's different and that's one thing that epic has done good this time around it's made it so different i want to relate this season to the past seasons because i feel like for a while there in this new chapter too, like season five and four were very similar to one another. Like season five, when I jumped on and the map didn't really evolve very much and stuff like that. Yeah, we had sand tunneling and whatnot. But outside of that, like the season felt very much the same. The map felt pretty, pretty similar. And I feel like gameplay mechanics, these new changes have now changed the pace of the game. And to me has made the game feel different again. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there, right? This season has been a, definitely an adjustment period. And I think, um, if you don't know, there's been some some backlash. Not all, right? But some backlash in the community. And I think that that comes with change, right? Every time we see a major change in the game, like people uh, are are quick to to jump on the hate train instead of yeah, learning to sure, adapt and sure. adjust, right? And and that's what this season is. It's about adapting and adjusting. And um and and we are like we just mentioned a little bit beforehand, right? We had some uh, adjustments already made in the first couple of weeks of the release of the season, right? One of those adjustments being the controversial change to the primal shotgun or nerf, 
right? Well, well, here's the thing. Like you said, it was a bit underwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think the primal is overwhelming for the majority of player because of its fast hit fire rate. Yeah. Like it never really fired that fast if you aim down sight, but hit fire it has that dual burst kind of initial sting that comes out of it and it does massive damage at close quarter that's the biggest problem with the season so far i'd say for the majority of pro player complaints and like frustration coming to the game right no one likes when epic releases a spam weapon or a weapon that feels easy to get kills with and that's where they kind of dropped the ball with the primal shotgun <laughs> is busted especially that mythic one that it's so easy to get at the spire is literally in the center of the map you uh you, you kill the the threat that's there the ai and she drops a mythic uh primal like this thing is nuts yeah and and, and so well, i'll say this right like the primal shotgun i think the nerf was underwhelming right when we talk about oh, it did yeah, yes i think yes. the nerf itself was underwhelming because this thing like monster mentioned is so powerful i watched a clip um today actually it was uh someone made a TikTok on noob teo actually uh he was playing on a, on a playstation 4 and you could tell that that's where this clip came from right and he's just like struggling to keep up with teo and he just turns with the primal and instantly deletes him like literally teo's playing every angle he can he's getting the shots off where he can uh, he has the player down to literally one hp and then he's just immediately deleted by the primal shotgun. So it, it's definitely pretty strong to say the least. I was just going to say, and you know, for some people, they like that kind of stuff. Like if you look at the H1Z1 days, and this is like one of the original battle royales guys, when BRs were taken off, H1Z1 was another game. Shotguns in that game would equally delete you at close quarter. And I feel like that's what people loved about the pump shotgun, but pump requires high accuracy right like you have to hit the headshot yeah. you have to be close and you have to that that's what we call the one pump that's what people love but the difference with the primal is like you just aim that thing at a general center mass right it's not like high accuracy required or anything like that and all of a sudden you are just ripping through players shredding through them like cheese right it's an easy reference <laughs> right there so yeah. uh yeah man primal primal's crazy the nerf was it enough is the question here definitely not Definitely not. The nerf yeah. was not enough to the shotgun. What I will say was very, very, uh, I think, greatly received was the fact that they buffed the makeshift shotgun. So if you guys didn't yeah. know, the makeshift had two shotgun shells in it, and then they put it up to three. All of a sudden now, it made it feel like such a much, much better weapon to use. Um, this takes me back to when the charge was in the game. Like, uh, I'm not going to lie. I hated the charge at first. Three bullets felt like not enough. I needed four, right? And then they yeah. made it four, and I was like, yes, this gun's great. Now I was like, dude, two's not enough. Three, get, I get three, and now I'm like, yes, this gun's great. Like, <laughs> it just makes me kind of feel like once you get a taste of, like, how bad it could be, you appreciate that little more so much more. So yeah. uh, I'm not sure how you feel about it, but that was, like, the reference I made in my mind. I'm like, man, I used to not like the charge at all because it had three shots, but something about the makeshift makes you just feel, like, okay with it. Yeah, definitely after this update, right? Especially, I even think they adjusted the pullout time on it just slightly, but it's enough to kind of put it in line with where the pump is. So when you're yep. utilizing it and you're utilizing it for angles, it, it makes it more viable in the early game because the first two weeks of the season, if you had a primal shotgun or if one person had a primal shotgun and then you had the makeshift shotgun, you lost. There is no you there is no way you were like getting angles on this person because in the early game, you don't have tons of builds. The primal shotgun is so strong and it and it's not like you have to be directly in somebody's face either. You can be like a box away and hit some nasty shots with it. So uh it, now you you have to learn to balance it a little bit more but i think this actually puts a little bit more balance behind the, the makeshift uh shotgun so hopefully we continue to see some more balances before fncs because this fncs season is coming up fairly quickly yeah no listen it's coming up super quick and that's something i really want to talk about but before we get there to kind of round out the update the patch notes and of course the new season that has uh, come upon us i did want to say and give a big big shout out to epic for bringing back patch notes and they didn't bring it back the way they used to be here like no big website blog or anything like that but instead they're highly i guess catering to what is the 
super hardcore niche community that follows them on social media as they should because that's where the biggest complaints come from right so win-win i think in this situation um they dropped all the details guys on twitter in a thread underneath the fortnite status account so if you guys don't follow at fortnite game at fortnite status or fortnite competitive those are the three major english publishing i guess social media is from epic and fortnite uh, that cover the content in the game and they actually put in all the details in advance in there some of the other things listed off there are um what was it normal pub games now have moving zone changes towards the tail end which is pretty cool uh they added raptors into the new season so another way to kind of go against raptors and you know ai around the map and then i guess lastly a lot of adjustments to the way that you upgrade your weapons actually made it more difficult to acquire pump shotguns and those max rarities so again really rounding out balancing the game a ton and i think all of these are well balanced changes you're not going to see as many people running around with that uh maxed out pump shotgun which i think is a good thing and Mm -hmm. at the same time you do get a bit more of that balance so um all in all patch notes that that awareness that i guess communication coming out of epic all, all ggs for me man yeah, I got to agree. They're, everybody was complaining, right, that first week. They're like, oh, man, we need these changes now. Like, guys, you got to give them time, man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, Rome wasn't built in the day, man. And, and, and it's and, not it's not just switches that they can flip, like, to perfectly balance everything. So, well, that's the thing, right? Uh, Epic kind of did that to themselves, though, a bit. They were like, listen, we're going to do the first week. We're not resetting arena points. This is going to be our adjustment week. What happened was a week passed, they reset the arena points, and then they don't give anyone an update. So you know people were salty. Yeah. <laughs> they could have said, hey, two weeks into the new season, then we'll drop our first update after arena is announced and yada yada. So I think the real problem there was that miscommunication or the expectations had a little bit wrong for the community. They were they had high expectations to get an early hot patch and hot fix for some of the all their frustrations was the primal shock and the makeshift changes etc um but at least it came right after arena uh and now this is a good time to actually segue to comp because since arena was introduced late this season less players are going to be in champions as well how do you think that's going to affect like the lower pool of actual hardcore champions players competing in what is the fncs which is honestly right around the corner so I definitely think it's going to make opens a little bit more competitive, right? I think that's, mm. that's one thing that, that you'll definitely notice right off the rip, at least in the first week. Because, again, there's still obviously opportunity in the later weeks of uh, FNCS opens, open qualifiers to, to still qualify. But that first week is going to be the most competitive week, in my opinion, because of what Monster just mentioned. It's not easy, especially right now, to, to just hop in arena and, and grind your way to champs like you have in the past, right? Especially with the, the primal shotgun being a thing. And sometimes it's like you're playing more of a 50-50 off drop than, than you standardly would. Like you have to really think through this season and where you're dropping, how you're rotating to make your, even just to make your way to champs, let alone then compete in FNCS. Yeah, no, listen, I feel that. So I'm looking forward to what is going to be hopefully a much more competitive FNCS to kick things off. Um, I agree with you on that. I think it's going to be super interesting how the dynamic plays out, which means that, you know, who knows who we're going to see make it all the way through because if the wrong players queue in and you guys have this weird expectation that, oh, it's just another opens, I'm going to W key, you are going to get burned like Mm -hmm. in those first weeks, right? They're going to hit that realization point, I think kind of early, so... I'm looking forward to it, man. FNCS is right around the corner. Uh, while we're on that topic of high-quality events going on in the community, us here at the practice server, your boy Monster Man and his team, we just announced the FaZe Clan Elite Cup featuring Fortnite. Guys, this is our third iteration of the Elite Cup series. We got ourselves FaZe to partner up with us and brought in their partners which is going to be nissan sponsoring the event so twenty-five thousand dollars on the line here given out to the fortnite community and of course they're taking care of us on the production side for bringing it all together so dude big big week for me um this is it's like one of those things where you're working on something really cool you can't really tell no one i know panda knew about it (laughs) because we we hooked panda up i'm like yo panda you want to come cast like what's up man yeah man i'm excited uh so yeah i've known about it for a little bit but uh, super excited man to see this come to to fruition right this is the for the community this is what we want 
we want uh, events that that rival that of major events, even hosted by Fortnite. A twenty-five thousand dollar prize pool put on by Phase Clan and sponsored by Nissan. Like th- you, you hear these things, right? And you're like, wait, is this Fortnite? Like, yeah, this is Fortnite. This is huge for the community, and I'm super excited to be a part of it, man. Thank you for bringing me on. Yeah, definitely. Listen, that's that's kind of our whole thing over at the practice server and what I'm building in the Fortnite ecosystem, right? I want to I want to be able to open those doors, open up the gates here and bring in new parties, new entities, new people to the space, new players in the game. Uh, and I think that's what made this really, really exciting because there's not another team out there doing it as big as Face Clan is like on a on a like a pure hype level, right? On a straight like hype level like they bring this certain level of enthusiasm and respect and people love the brand and i think that was what made it really cool that phase believed in what we're building over at practice server and, and bought into our elite series so super yeah. happy super excited the pros are feeling it man the timeline's blowing up today if you guys follow any of the pros you guys are probably seeing some of that stuff being posted out there so it's gonna be nuts it's gonna be really cool we're expecting a big big turnout man and again just another one of those really awesome things we're working on. Uh, we also just finished producing their, um, what was it? The, the Sway series event. Mm-hmm. So us here at the practice server, man, we're getting, you know, we're getting real comfortable with FaZe. FaZe is giving us opportunities to work in this space and work alongside their brand. So super cool for us, man, hitting that like next level of recognition. Yeah. Um, who knows, man, maybe next we'll, we'll get them on the podcast guys or something yeah. like that. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny, right? So I got I got the face champion hoodie. I got the face chain, man. Nice. Am, am I am I gonna be coming up for casting day? I'm gonna put on the hoodie. Oh. I got the chain <laughs> hanging out. Like I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold it up to the camera. Like, hey everybody, what's going on? Yeah. No man. I think I think the hoodie would be great if you wore the chain and just look like white boy going thug mode on the on the camera. <laughs> you do you though, man. You do you. We won't stop you from representing the big face on on camera and all that good stuff. But yeah, man, we're we're, we're happy to have you on board. We're of course happy to continue to bring stuff. And dude, that's that's Fortnite competitive, man. This weekend was um. I think I think another thing about the announcement timing is that we're mm-hmm. coming off the heels of two like terribly ran events, like. This is not even on the on our schedule to talk about, but it just came in my mind like, bro, unfortunately, Chipotle dropped the ball. Bulgas mm. Cup dropped the ball. And I want to talk about this because people yeah. think that being tournament a tournament organizer in the space is easy. But you, Panda, being someone who's kind of experienced the different types of ways, I'd say, organizations operate in the space and TOs kind of handling their stuff. I mean, you know what it's like, right? Yeah, so you know it was unfortunate right watching specifically the booga cup let's start there right yeah you watch the booga cup uh unfold and it was just delay after delay after delay it's like i get that it's tough to to test some things ahead of time but like you have to put in the work beforehand if you want to if you really want it to be successful and i think that's that's kind of what was lacking is specifically with the booga cup uh is they really genuinely didn't test a creative map ahead of time and it's like yeah it, it, especially with creative maps right it's one thing when you're doing like a br tournament whatever the br is established like you don't have to really worry about too much going wrong there uh, as long as you have all the uh things set up in the back end but with uh, a creative tournament if you're not testing the map to full capacity and having the teams like play a few prep rounds before the broadcast even starts like you're not gonna know if it's going to work or not, you're just going to be adjusting on the fly. And that's what we saw in that event. We saw them really trying to adjust to things. I had some, I had some friends competing in it, uh, cozy, uh, and Creo, they were both playing in it. And and I watched cozy struggle to like, understand what was going on throughout Mm. all of it as she's prepping to go up against clicks and Avery. (laughs) So for for her in Somerset, their mind was focused initially on the competitive part of it, right? And then they walk away feeling a little frustrated, maybe a little like annoyed going into the actual games because it's like it was just delay after delay. Yeah, no, and again, guys, if you you want a little more context, so Booga partnered up with Twitch Rivals to bring a, a community tournament to the to the com, and um, it was. His debut to casting his own event, similar to how we ran with Nick A30's Cup just a couple weeks before mm-hmm. that. So it's not that these guys at Twitch Rivals haven't done like great stuff. They've done amazing stuff, but they just dropped the ball big time. And it felt, 
felt really bad for Booga because there's nothing he can do. And then yeah. the casters, you have Bala and Shia Wager up there, a strong duo, right? Arguably one of the one of the favorites for the community. Again, struggling because they have to buy time, right? Professionally, it's their job to even to the clock and make it all feel so seamless. So it was it was painful, man. It was painful from a talent perspective. It was painful from a consumer and a fan perspective. And uh, yeah, dude, it, it, it was pretty rough. So that that is equally was was or was equally as rough as Chipotle's event, which Chipotle they put on a produced tournament, a BR for the scene. Only three games in the finals, which already you're like, ah, this is kind of short. And then what made it worse or what made the community really salty is about it or salty about it is the fact that the way that they did their open qualification round. So traditional Fortnite guys, when it comes down to competitive and these big monies, you know, you're talking 50,000, you know, $75,000, like whatever, like these guys are dishing out bucks. Normally you want the, you, you want the qualification process to be very competitive yeah this was not competitive this was submit your public game scores like you submit you pub stomping through a round where let's not even get into the in integrity aspect of it like but you're just submitting pubs score stomps like through a screenshot of something to qualify like it mm. was um it was pretty rough man it was pretty rough the way they decided to go about it yeah and and the community was up in arms for sure right not only that though you saw the community asking for invites they're like, listen, I'm I'm not dealing with this. Can you guys send me an invite? <laughs> like, right, right. Like, if it gets to that point, you know you guys are doing something wrong, like or, or something's wrong in the back end. So it's definitely interesting, too, to think about uh, an event of that caliber sponsored by a company of that caliber because no one else has ever done an event like that. No one else has ever hosted an event like that. No one else has said, we're going to do pub stomping to qualify and then submit screenshots of your games like no one it just doesn't happen right so i don't even know where they would get the idea to do something like this and then try yeah. to progress forward with it. it it just felt like so like dude how do we go this backwards you know like we're in 2021 fortnite events have been going on for what is years now we've we've been there we know pub stomps yeah. don't work guys um so yeah just just interesting man interesting approach from the tournament organizers over there uh and listen i know it's not chipotle's brand chipotle's just a sponsor guys who it's the tournament organizers in the back end which i think for this one might have been like um actually i'm not gonna say who did it i'm not gonna yeah. tarnish anyone's <laughs> reputation but listen for the guys that did it it was pretty ancient technique to say the least so yeah um yeah rough so coming out of a rough week of tournaments for the com we announced our tournament and it's good timing but it sucks that it's good timing off the demise of other people in this space i guess <laughs> so community side to say the least everyone's pretty happy pros are tweeting about it and uh this is looking to be an awesome memorable event to come um let's let's move on though uh let's talk to me about sebi here pan i see you got something written down oh man okay so it, for those of you who don't know sebi is an up-and-coming pro in the fortnite scene um and is the most recent uh Pro to be in some kind of scandal over scamming kids, right? And, and this just seems to be a reoccurring theme um, in this space as far as that goes. But Sebi, uh, just to give you some context of the situation, about four months ago, three or four months ago, I, I assume, uh, Sebi had his PayPal locked. So he asked uh, uh, somebody that he had communicated with in the scene to lend or to buy him a Wildcat skin, which number one, you can't just buy the skin like that. That is wrong. You can lose your account for that. Um, True. Uh, and then he went the, the next few months. He's like, oh, man, yeah, as soon as I have the money, I'll give it to you. As soon as I have the money, I'll give it to you. As soon as I have the money, I'll give it to you. And then he just stopped responding to him. So so this kid was like, well, I'm not getting my $145 back. I'm going to post this on Twitter, right? Naturally, as as uh, cancel culture has created. Uh, uh, True. And, <laughs> and here we are now on the Fortnite podcast talking about how Sebi scam this kid for a wildcat skin and and look like guys you've been in the community this long if you know that you have messages that are publicly available and screenshot like are within screenshot like it's gonna get exposed guys don't don't do stuff like this it just doesn't even make sense at this point yeah, and and like there's so many reputations have been ruined, tarnished, stress comes from all this. So like 
and it's for the, the silliest things. You're literally putting your reputation, your career on the line. So this is one of those things where, once again, Fortnite community does something really, really silly. And it's a, it's a you know, a forward-facing star of the scene. Um, so, you know, why throw away your reputation? Why really put all that risk out there? We bring this topic up just to say to you all that, you know, do the right thing, guys. It's not yeah. really worth, uh, you know, throwing it all away for a couple bucks, you know, a couple bucks. Now, on a, on a bigger note, talk about what's on the line and people throwing stuff away. Wagers. Wagers are, <laughs> you know, could range from small bucks to big bucks. And it looks like Epic has been targeting not only wagers from individuals and channels but also big platforms wagers are now being the next thing that epic is cutting down on in the community panda i don't know if you saw this but rematch.gg one of the biggest wager platforms just announced today they are actually discontinuing their wagers on their platform site in about uh, 19 days from the day that we're recording this so yeah. april 19th they're actually shutting down their wager portion of it and that's because yeah, Epic is not having it. So they're actually cracking down on wagers in the scene. Yeah, and you know, I had a whole long conversation actually on stream a couple nights ago with someone that didn't quite understand. And even Clay actually ended up coming through and having a discussion about it as well. And um, it, it's just, it's one of those things that I, I get that kids enjoy wagers and these creators love enjoy, or they enjoy doing wagers with viewers, etc. But... It's considered gambling slash betting. Under the age of 18, that is illegal. Like, yeah. so Epic is doing 100% the right thing here, having a game that is catered to people under the age of 18 uh, and banning this. So this is not this is not something that should have been, realistically should have been allowed as long as it was. Um, but now that it was such a big part of the culture of the, the Fortnite scene, we're seeing it, uh, get so this decision, I should say, gets so much backlash. Uh, but regardless, look, wagers are gone. They're not coming back, and it just wasn't a a good thing for a young scene like Fortnite. So uh, honestly, from my perspective, props to them for making that decision. Uh, I just wish it would have came a little bit sooner. I mean, I'm with you on that. I think a lot of people got comfortable with this whole wager thing. People were building content around it. There's so much drama that comes out of this wager stuff. Uh, you guys know I run a lot of the tournament operations behind the scenes for the practice scene. And dude, I can't tell you how many times people get quote unquote scammed or don't want to pay. And uh, you know, it's just weird, unnecessary drama that these kids are having to deal with. And yeah, a lot of them just don't know that there could be true repercussions for cheating in real life, you know, of people. And they think of this as it's a game within a game, but it's, you know, real money and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely against kids being able to do that. Um, I guess my next question to you, and you kind of touched on it, but I just wanted your, I guess, definitive response on what do you think the community thought about that? Because there was a lot of people going up in uh, like arms, right? Like kind of upset, but there were people on the other side. What'd you say like the general large community consensus was about the wagers being cracked down on by Epic? So I'm going to put it like this, right? When this was announced, um, and by the way, this was announced through clicks. Like this was not a formal announcement from Fortnite. True. Fortnite directly, True. And, we'll, and we'll get into that next, but Fortnite directly contacted clicks and said, Hey, stop doing wagers or you're banned. So, um, just to put, let's bring some clarity to that first. Right. And then clicks then tweets it out and lets the community know once this happens, you have two trending hash or three trending hashtags. Technically you have ripped Fortnite. Crazy. Fortnite is dead, and thank you, Epic Games. So if that gives you any context as to what the community <laughs> response is, it was split. And in my opinion, yeah. it was like, if you're 16 and younger, you're mad. <laughs> if you're 16 right. and older, for the most part, you were on board with this decision, or you understood, at, at the very least, understood the decision. So yeah, that's that, kind of my perspective. I was going to say, no, that's a, that's a good point though. I, I totally forgot things went trending as all Fortnite things do. Uh, <laughs> that's how many people play the game and activate on social media when they're, they're feeling fueled up. But yeah, there's definitely two sides of it. You have pros advocating for the game and saying, listen, uh, this shouldn't be happening. Like, bro, this is a good thing for all of us. And then others that were tight talking about this is going to kill the game. It's the last good thing they had. First, they took away, uh, you know, I don't remember what the first thing was, but they had a list. They trust yeah. me, guys. They had a list. They were like, oh, oh, that's what it was. 
paid custom sub wager uh, uh oh yeah private custom lobbies like yo we can't do a paywall anymore uh and now you're taking away the wagers and you've already removed siphon from pubs i don't know they're still they found something else to still argue about today <laughs> so you know what i mean like they, they were genuinely upset and that was uh that was the whole thing even that denver guy now once again and i hate when denver guy does this that's my freaking boy by the way but i hate when he does this he's on social media putting polls out asking all right guys is fortnite dying and <laughs> yeah. i you know i'm not saying it's dead but i just want to know if it's dying vote here and i don't like it because it's like if it comes out of your mouth you're advocating that it is already you're putting it mm -hmm. in the atmosphere it's like acknowledging um just when something negative happens if you acknowledge it you're bringing attention to it you're helping promote the negative message right you're feeding into that energy so yeah. A lot of these influencers feed into the energy, whether they realize it or not, but like just bringing up the topics, man, it doesn't help our community. And now I'm not helping the community because I brought it up. So now I'm a hypocrite. You see what I mean? <laughs> but it's like kind of my job to report on it, but I'm not asking anyone about how they feel. I'm yeah. just, you know, trying to give my perspectives. But anyways, that's, that's, that's the whole thing, man. It, it comes full circle. And now this whole topic of quote unquote Fortnite dying once again is back here when I feel like Everyone just has forgotten like how good Epic has been lately. Patch yeah. notes, uh, the change in competitive, the pricing going back up again, right? There's so much that Epic has like really done good. Changing the competitive loopholes, like it's almost like they just forgot how much better of a place the game is now. How could it possibly be um declining? It's really not. You just have the big guys complaining like usual. Yeah, and, and I think this is this kind of speaks more to um I guess egos and just the negativity that comes from the scene when something happens that they don't like, right? It, the game has been trending upwards, but you don't see them um, saying, thank you, Epic. But the moment, the moment something changes that affects their day-to-day, -day, despite all the good that's happened, it is instantly Fortnite is dead. Or rip Fortnite. Like, I just... I get it. Like maybe they're young and they just don't genuinely understand the impact of their words. And and we'll dive into the impact of clicks word in a second, but like it, it, there's like so much that, that changes and, and that is, gets affected by these kids just coming out and saying it's dead. Cause guess what? They have an audience that listens to them and this audience could genuinely enjoy the game and be like, well, if he doesn't like it, then I can't like it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. We're called influencers for a reason, guys, because you influence your community, you're following. And uh, I think one day they'll get it. One day they'll understand. They'll look back and be like, man, all these followers and my career ended so abruptly. Wonder why? It's because you <laughs> were the negative Nancy, my friend. You helped yeah. kill your own career. So people just need to be a little more conscious. I've always promoted this and, and preached about it. Uh, you know, this is a topic that's come up time and time again. So here we are once again where I'm in the corner of like, hey guys, relax. Think about the narrative here. Uh, you may not be happy too much, but like, honestly, if you've dealt with it before, like we're going in the right direction. Just push us in it, keep pushing in the right direction. So we'll yeah. see. But to kind of round this one out, um, it was clicks. It was clicks that brought this to the community. So I, I, we still are waiting on Epic's response. We still are waiting for Epic to speak up and decide or crack down or upgrade their uh, policy guidelines, maybe like reinforce it. They've done it in the past. They did it with the name changes. If you had uh, vulgar names in competitive tournaments, right? So they've they've been very much vocal in the past about a lot of this stuff. When they want to start enforcing it, they definitely can. They they invoke a lot of fear into the calm. But for whatever yeah. odd reason, they took the clicks route here. So um, yeah, I don't know if that's doing more good than harm here, but I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, and I got to say, in my opinion, this is a misplay on Epic Games' part. And the, and the reason I say this is because clicks, like there are several creators that are out there doing wagers. And I understand 100% in this moment, clicks is uh, one of, if not the number one Fortnite streamer uh, in the community right now. In the NA space, in the 100%. NA, in the NA space, for sure, right? So uh, going after that creator specifically instead of making a public statement and then sending out multiple ban warnings to everybody that's involved in wagers was a mistake because clicks right all this happened on stream clicks started his stream for the day did an hour and a half of wagers 
And then as he was getting ready to, to do more wagers, or actually I believe he was getting ready to switch off to Arena, um, he gets contacted by the big boys at NRG saying, hey, Epic Games just told us if you do not stop wagers, you will be banned. So Crazy. naturally, you get his raw response live on stream because he's still streaming when he gets this news. So his immediate response is, well, I, I don't, what, am I, what else am I supposed to do when I'm getting stream sniped by 50 mm, people? Oh, so yep. Epic can't fix stream snipers, but they can take away wagers? Like, there's a difference, guys. Stream sniping is not illegal. Wagers are. So Yeah, but, but, but... but we listen i think my biggest problem with the game right now is the actual fact that top end stream snipers are getting targeted i think that's what's really really creating a, a bad atmosphere in the fortnite community yeah you're not wrong right like why is it that this is not a general consensus no you're targeting these major streamers when they're doing things and then relying on them to share with their audience that this happened right like if clicks didn't tweet that we wouldn't have seen the trending hashtags. We may have heard yeah. about it, obviously through the grapevine because he, he was live on stream, but if he didn't tweet it, it would not have escalated to the point that it did. But now on the flip side, if Epic, instead of going to clicks, tweeted it out and let everybody know that wagers are no more and they will be bannable offenses effective April 1st or April 2nd, because obviously April 1st is April Fool's, um but yeah, true, um, true if they if they put like an effective date and they were like listen wagers no more effective this day we will ban if you if you do a wager and we see it right if they had done if they had taken that route okay that's better right but the the other side of this the other flip to the coin right like this was definitely a misplay on epic's part but clicks's behavior following this and just overall especially like i started watching him a little bit closer um, following this drama and started watching some VODs and, and just watching his demeanor and like the way he speaks about like women and, and all this other stuff, like his behavior is just kind of like overall toxic. Obviously his brand is a quote unquote toxic brand. Right. But yeah. I think when is, when is too toxic, uh, 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 a concern. Right. And I feel like clicks is getting to that point. Uh, and he's he's been there for a while right especially when i think it really started it's the impressions man it's, it's what social mm -hmm. media does with you and i really genuinely do believe so um and it kind of takes me back to when he was going at donald muster's head like he was tweeting yeah. some crazy stuff like like things that were inciting uh instigating violence from other uh, you know social media avenues like other people on twitter uh because they're they're bandwagging behind clicks and what they tweet out is then borderline like whoa this is crazy like you know what i mean um so yeah dude clicks has been kind of down a destructive path for a bit now um i don't know if it's just it, it's his age right it comes comes with the age comes with the territory i know everyone's yeah. not like that not everyone's as extreme some people have uh, been there and then gotten out of that kind of trend calc was one of them calc was the guy that was tweeting the most ridiculous things sexist <laughs> things right like he would tweet crazy stuff about women or whatever right whatever was on his mind at the time which there was a lot of uh crazy stuff on his mind guys he'd say some wild stuff on the timeline but he learned his lesson he learned his lesson after getting stripped of sponsors and or opportunities yeah and unfortunately it, it would you would hate to see it happen to someone like clicks who's skilling the game killing the game but his his heads the heads over at nrg should be in his corner they should be helping him out they should being uh be giving him the advice that he needs to to do better for himself because honestly like you mentioned he has been on a route becoming more and more toxic and getting comfortable in that toxicity and and that could be a problem man we're we're saying this to be you know in his corner right to be helpful yeah. with him we're not putting him down for doing it it's just you know, it's not the long game. It's really not the long game. So you get, do have to be careful uh, because Epic, as quickly as they gave him a warning, they could have just gave him a ban. They mm -hmm. could revoke access to anyone, content, like whatever. Like they could really go that deep. And they don't because, you know, they're very much merciful if you really think about it. Like how many people have cheated in, cheated in big tournaments, right? And they, they only got a week ban, two-week ban. Yeah. Like Epic is a lot of slaps on the wrist, man. Um, so I don't know, man. It, it's it's kind of crazy. Um Here's something that can't be slapped on a wrist. Cease, apparently, who um, 
I'd say this is more unethical than anything else, but he steals a Fortnite map maker's aim map. And what that means is he took the hard work of an individual, an artist, if you will, and plagiarized, replicated that work, and then published it on his own platform, right? Yeah. And, and kind of took that guy's work. What do you what do we have to say about that? That's, this is kind of crazy. Yeah, so let's go ahead and talk about it. And and I'll start off by saying shout out Don Wazi. Um, he is a map creator in the scene. Obviously, you've probably played a lot of his maps already. Um, but he has one specific aim training map that is is heavily used in the scene and it's one of the most unique. So um Cease decides that, oh, we're gonna put out our own um aim training map. And and he branded it as Cease, right? So cool, like great, make an aim training map. But it is a carbon copy of Don Wazi's map, right? So Yikes. that's that's the first <laughs> problem, right? You start there. Now, now let's keep it going. Let's let's sh let's tell you how this elevates, right? Because if you don't know, when Cease creates a map and people start using his map, obviously because he's an influencer, they're gonna they're more likely to press on his creator code than yep. the original creator of the map, which obviously that's a form of revenue for that creator. That's something else to think about. Now, Don Wazi decided to confront Cease. And he, he confronted Cease, and basically Cease went on a storm of just rough messages, like, guess what? Like, get good, kid, because I'm keeping the map. Uh, you're, like, he just said, get a grip. Like, he just said some stuff that, like, as an influencer, is not a good look. And, and, and Cease is actually, like, he's one of those, those creators that we haven't really had a ton of drama on. Yep. Um, but recently, he's just been out in full form. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. This is this is definitely someone we didn't expect to really uh, do something. I'd say again, unethical, right? It's it's not illegal. It's yeah. not. If you're an artist, you you are kind of salty about this. If you're someone of you know integrity, you don't like this kind of activity. You don't like this behavior from anyone. Like these are the kind of guys you can't really trust, right? That are willing to steal someone's hard work. It shouldn't sit right with anyone. No. So for a cease to go out of his way to take this hard work from someone else's map, I mean, we can boil it down to negligence, maybe, right? He's had a pretty good reputation. Everyone deserves, a, uh, I guess, a warning or, you know what I mean? Just a, a chance to defend themselves. But yeah. I don't know, his defensive posture, his uh, his aggressiveness towards the artist, like the guy that made the map. Um, yeah, it made it real interesting, made it real weird for someone like Cease to be in such a, a conflicting circumstance right going going up against this guy for for what really is no reason because the the map maker has all rights to be upset and to yeah. call him out for it he really does so it's crazy and if you guys don't know man guys map makers can make some serious bank like if you got about a thousand two thousand creator code like users like you're making anywhere from hundreds to thousands of dollars a month so these guys are dependent on building these awesome maps getting them out to the community and that's why they work so hard to do it. It's as much of a business as it is a hobby for them, right? Same thing mm -hmm. like with these streamers. You work hard for a reason. You don't want anyone to steal your flow bar for bar, word for word. You know the meme. Um, <laughs> so like that, that's kind of the situation here. Yeah, I mean, it's just tough, right? Like you like you said, it's more, it's more of a moral issue than it is like mm -hmm. anything that can be actually reprimanded. But man, it, it just sucks to see like a, somebody that puts hours and hours into something and it just get ripped off and then profited off of too. Like that's the big thing. Cease is profiting probably big time off this map. So I can only imagine how he feels. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. So that's, that's kind of the situation with Cease guys. They made a, a very interesting turnaround for him again. We'll see what kind of comes out of that. Uh, you know, cancel culture can come out sometimes. I don't think this one hit as hard, right? So no. this is not necessarily being targeted or anything. It's kind of under the radar, uh, hit our radar. And we definitely thought it was something to talk about because like as an artist, like I said, if you're an artist, I think you really feel this. So like, you don't want no one stealing your work, man. That just feels kind of crazy. Um, but moving on to more positive things in the community as we start to round out the end of this very long episode. Um, TSM returns to Fortnite. Colazzo gets picked up. TSM has who do they have signed to our team that plays fortnite i think it's just ops right like they don't have kanata anymore they have ops ops is killing it on the content creation mm -hmm. side but they dropped saf dropped felix they dropped all these other players that they had on their roster 
And now they jump back in. No more Mackwood. They pick up Colazzo. And before you give me your opinion, I want to start this off by saying I wasn't happy with how they called Colazzo a content creator signing. Colazzo is a pro. They should put that pro tag on him. But there's something about the way orgs, like really big orgs like TSM, they, they kind of... I don't know. It's like they're confrontational with the word pro in when it comes down to Fortnite. It's so weird how yeah. it works out. But yeah, they call him a creator, like a content creator, basically in the announcement. But he's very much a pro, guys. He's a solid player. And he got signed, though. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So I'm going to give you my perspective on that, right? Like, so Colazzo specifically, he is a pro player that creates content. So he is a pro player. Let me repeat that. That creates content. That is why Monster has has the response that he does, right? And, and I'll say this for any org. Basically, these orgs have stepped up and been like, well, you know, this isn't League of Legends. They're not all on a team together. They're not competing against another org. We're just going to call them creators because they create content around different things and they can get away mm -hmm. with trying to call them creators, right? And... And it kind of takes away from the fact that Colazzo is a is a, a top tier pro player, and, and yeah. that he has accomplished so much in the pro scene alone. And just because he does well in the content scene too, doesn't mean you brand him as one, like or at least give him the option. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, I mean, listen. I mean, for for all we know, he had the option. He That's wanted true. that to set his own expectations low, right? Some people are like that. Some people don't want the pressure of being you know, trying to be the best, right? You know, we, we can't speak for him. I'm just saying as a fan of the scene, and a lot of what I say when I'm mad is like my fandom coming out of me. Like it really is. Like when I was salty, Zate quit, but then also salty came back. It's like both sides. <laughs> like I felt cheated out, right? Of the content to come. Yeah. Um, I feel cheated out when TSM just goes and calls like a, a top tier player like Colazzo just a creator. But it could be his very, his, his own decision. And you know what? If it was his decision, I still don't like it. Like, that's just how <laughs> I feel about it, man. It's your pro. Stand up for it. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that we just, we won't know, right? We, we'll we have our conversation <laughs> about it behind the scenes or, well, really on the podcast. <laughs> but um, we just won't know, man. But regardless, it's interesting that TSM also dropped these players and big players at that and then decided to come back and not only just come back, but only sign one person after dropping three or four players well this this reminds me of when cloud nine left came back and then they dropped their team again they yeah. couldn't figure it out the second time so cloud nine has a now cloud nine has a really poor reputation as a, a bad org in the space by the way because of that but they also did it in csgo they just dropped their entire team um, yeah. yeah, they couldn't they couldn't figure it out either. So and that's a different topic, but it's still very much esports related. Like Cloud9, dude, Cloud9 is I don't know, they're like failing at figuring out esports, which is ridiculous because they were leaders in the space just a couple of years ago, very much a tier one team. I think still looked at as a top tier team, but just can't seem to figure it out when it comes down to wrapping their mind around esports. So yeah, uh, with TSM's return to Fortnite, I wonder if they made the right decision. I wonder if this is gonna work well because the last team Colazzo signed to, and I'll blame the team for this, Team Kangarna, they did a poor job marketing him. They were paying him thousands of dollars. He had no overlay brand presence. He had no, like, you know, Twitter, like, it was so bad. It's like, yeah, you sign someone who's not, like, proud to rep the org, and it it showed, like, it really yeah. showed. So, um, I mean, I'm sure Colazzo is a lot happier to be on TSM, much bigger team, probably equally as much of a paycheck or whatever, right, opportunity yeah. for him. But uh, just, just crazy how... Again, Colazzo hasn't had the greatest run with an org yet. So yeah. who knows if this could work out better for him? I'm going to be honest, right? Uh, number one, I would never sign a Kangarna. But number two, even if I was, I'd probably do the same thing. I wouldn't put that on my overlay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Damn. Look, look, I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah, I wasn't ready for that. Listen, I'll, 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 talk, oh I'll talk pretty evenly about other orgs and stuff. But there's one org that I just I don't have respect for. I'm sorry. For, I, I am the oh Fortnite guy, too, gosh. man. This, Listen, Fortnite guy, Kangarna, uh, treat your players better. Maybe maybe it's time for a rebrand. They, they, I think they need a new name and stop dumping G Fuel on each other's heads for TikTok. I, look, that's a whole different topic I could dive into. Hey, yeah, look, everyone, you know, every team's a little different. Everyone wants to go about finding their clout, their reputation, building their brand in their own ways. It's really about who you cater to. And 
you know, I'm with you on it. I'm with you on it. I'm not crazy about the TikTok. If you guys follow me on any socials, you know, I'm anti TikTok. Like, just not my platform. It's not my style. But, hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, all right, let's let's uh, let's bring this one home. Last but not least, talk about things and, and people having to do stuff. Epic is doing what they have to do here. They have performance tournaments coming. This is the return of public tournaments with no true prizing on the line. And uh, this is, I guess, as a, a ways or means to gather mass data on tournaments. So this excites me because this directly correlates to the broadcast experience, which is significantly better the last FNCS. And now, mm-hmm. um, you know, tournaments, trying to make tournament servers better. I, I'd say the problem with this, though, is we've done so many tournament tests, the pros really have, and um, they haven't seen any... I guess benefits from it as in like servers still feel bad to them, etc. So do you think it's going to make a difference? Like mass inviting people instead of these, like, as opposed to smaller, more controlled environment. So this is what I'm going to say. The last time they did this, we saw improvements, right? So now it's time. And, and this was another thing that kind of came up with, within all the drama was talking about server performance and focusing on wages and not server performance. But the last time they did this, the servers began to get better. They they worked some kinks out. They're not perfect. Do not do not say or do not say that I'm saying that by any means, right? There are still things that can be adjusted, and this is why this is happening. I, I genuinely hope that there will be some improvements and some things implemented uh following these tournaments that will just improve the overall life of the game, uh or the competitive version of the game. Um but it's so hard to tell when it's been years and they've had similar performance issues um, on the server on the server end that they just haven't been able to completely fix. They've improved. Let me be clear, but they just haven't been able to completely fix. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it, man. Hopefully, uh, you know, the Fortnite scene and, and Epic really gets to figure it out here and bring us some good servers, because like we mentioned at the start of this whole thing. A lot of competitions on the horizon. We have the Elite Cup Series brought to you by the Practice Server Face Clan and our sponsor, Nissan. It's going to be freaking sick. And then, of course, right after that, basically the next big thing is uh, the FNCS Trios. Remember, it's all trio season for the rest of this year, guys. I think there's still like another $20 million or something to give out. So plenty of dollars, plenty of other stuff they announced. Like up in up in July, there's going to be like this invite only. I think it's called the All-Star event. So we don't really know what that's about, but it's yeah. going to be people that are good apples in the space. <laughs> Clicks <laughs> might want to change it up a little bit, but no, but seriously, they're going to be doing like an All-Star invite only. That's going to be kind of cool. So looking forward to what's to come. Um, and outside of that, I mean, Panda, listen, it's been a nice, hefty episode today. Happy to be back on the horn with you. We went through a bunch of topics. New season is here. Next week, we'll follow up with post of what the Elite Cup has brought to the table and any drama from here to then. But let the people at home know where they can find you, man. Thanks, man. You know, you can find me on Twitter, LifeWPanda on Twitter, or you can find me on Twitch, Life with Panda. I'm streaming all week uh, and casting on the weekends. Like, that's been the schedule recently, so... There's a lot of that going on, but uh, yeah, man, Monster, tell them where they can find you. As always, guys, find me at MonsterDFace across all social medias. Don't forget to send all your complaints directly to me at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. And guys, thank you, thank you, thank you for being patient with us as we continue to develop these episodes. It's just been a crazy week for us, but we're back, we're in here, and of course, the new season brings so much new exciting stuff, so I'm very looking forward to how this season's going to develop. I'm sure we all are. So don't forget, until next time, to dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales.